0: You're talking on the phone Hiding your messages But I already know that I- What side of the fine lines do you want me? Alright, welcome to It's Just A Talk. This is episode 009, and I know it's coming out a little later than it usually comes out. I apologize to everybody already. You know, I've been trying to get ready and, you know, one thing led to another. I have been having people visiting me, and it's been a shit show. So I was like, you know what? I know it's Taco Tuesday, but we're gonna get in that studio, aka my closet, and we're gonna record this podcast, because there's a lot of shit going on that I need to talk about, and I need to get out of my chest. So, welcome to It's Just a Talk, the show where we talk some tea, talk some truth, but we always leave some time to talk and share. I'm your host, Mauricio, and welcome to the podcast. This is our Spanglish, political, queer, shady, and everything podcast. So if you're ready, because I'm ready, we're going to get this party started. But first, we're going to thank our sponsor. This episode is being brought to you by Mazapanes. The, you know, girl, if you want to know how he treats you, some people say, look how he treats his mother or, or his, I guess, if they have two two dads, how they treat one of the dads, and that's how they'll treat you. But I say you give the motherfucker a masapan and see how he treats that masapan. If he don't break the masapan, he ain't gonna break your heart. But if that bitch breaks your masapan, girl, you best download Tinder again and start swiping right. Cause that bitch about to break your heart. So if you know what a masapan is, go to the store, get get you some, and let's get this party started, shall we? Alright. That was uh, Cardi B, Moneybag, uh, from her in, Invasion of Privacy album, which was voted, like, number one album in of the 2018 by, I believe it was, like, Time Magazine or something. Uh, all right, well, once, welcome once again to It's Just a Talk, episode 009. Uh, once again, my name is Mauricio, and we've reached our very first segment of the podcast, the How Was Your Week? Uh, I think... I was quite weak, Yo, the reason why I started with money bags is because bitch, a bitch is employed. Yay. It's been a long road. I would like to thank my mom. I would like to thank all my fans. I would like to thank um, the girl in the corner that sells me the tacos and the tamales, you know, because y'all made it possible for your boy to get a job. Hey. So last Monday, I found out that I am officially employed and I will be starting my job on December 3rd, so technically next Monday, and I am ecstatic. So, I will be working uh, with Leadership with an Educational Equity, which is an organization that works with Teacher America alumni uh, and helps them join. Um, be either become elected officials or uh, join organizing groups or be able to become better leaders in their community. Um, they then trained the members in uh, different social justice uh, issues as well as different issues facing the education community as well as other. Um, I guess, issues happening within the community that are not necessarily education-based, but still we are able to educate our members and being able to get them more involved within the community. Uh, and, and the goal is to get more teachers in leadership roles because we already know that our Teacher America alumni are very... Um, talented people and so we want to get them into roles of leadership whatever that might look for them um and i got hired by them i will be the manager of uh, regional impact for the bay area which means that i will be staying in the bay area for longer uh they're so exciting i in my head i was like okay i'm probably gonna stay like an extra year and then like go to D.C. or something, or to the East Coast, somewhere in the East Coast, but this means that I get to stay here longer, because I want to stay at this job for a couple years, um, because it's exciting. I get to work with members, I get to train members, I get to uh, travel. Um, yo! I am so excited, so thank you for everybody that has been sending their blessings and their likes. Uh, it's one of my most liked posts on Facebook. I really appreciate y'all. So your girls employed. Yay! Uh, something else that happened this week, I guess last week was Thanksgiving. That's um, where I like to call it Thanks Living. Um, if you don't know that reference, you need to uh, watch um, by uh, Trixie Mattel, and Katya on YouTube. And they have a Thanksgiving episode, and that's where it comes from. So I like to call Thanksgiving Thanks Living. Um, what did I do for Thanksgiving? I did absolutely nothing, bitch. I literally watched. All the season of America of um, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. I watched the whole season all over again. Um, and then I made gorditas, um, chicken gorditas, and some macaroni salad, and some potato salad. I made cocoa some chicken, some grilled chicken, and we had a feast, bitch. So all of y'all were enjoying um, your time with your families. I had my time with my family the week before for Thanksgiving. And I was able to just enjoy my regular-ass Thursday off. Um, I want to go ahead and uh, send an appreciation to all my friends that hit me up. Um, I was, I'm always in my feels during Thanksgiving, during the holidays, um, because it's really hard to, like, not spend the holidays with family. Um, sorry about that. I almost fell. Um, it's really hard to not spend holidays with family like everybody else does on social media, and so, or I guess friends and stuff, and seeing them on social media, it's really hard to be like, oh, bitch, like, I'm at home alone on this, yeah, it's a regular-ass Thursday, but I'm still alone, everybody else is like, having these big-ass fees with their uncles and aunts and shit, and I'm over here like, yay, it's just me and Coco, um, so, thank you for all of you that reached out and were able to be like, I love you, you know, like, stay strong, I appreciate y'all. I was in my fields for real quick, but then a bitch went to sleep, and I woke up the next day, and it was a regular-ass Friday. So, with that being said, something else that happened last week, too, was a Transgender Day of Remembrance. Uh, I believe it was on the... T- if I'm not confused, I might be confused, but it's something that's really important um, and so Transgender Day of Remembrance uh, it happens every year and it's just to remember all the transgender brothers and sisters that have died uh, on the hands of violence in our country um, in the United States, which trans women of color are still one of the, the highest um, number of people that are killed of like any group, um, and some of them are not even on this list. So I'm just gonna read their names really fast to put their names out there. Uh, it's Christina Lee, Steele, Nuts Bicky Becky Gutierrez, Zakaria Fry, Celine Walker, Tonya Harvey. Facilia Mitchell, Amia Tyree, Sasha Wall, Nino Forston, Carla Patricia Flores Pavon, Gigi Pierce, Ana- Anastasia English, Roxana Hernandez, Diamond Stevens, Catalina Christina James, Keisha Wells, Sasha Garden, Pani Chavelle, Dejane Stanton, Shantae Tucker, London Moore Kinnard, Clara Minaj, Carter Nikki, Janelle Enriquez and all the um name. We cherish you, we remember you, we will rise together. So, if you don't know what Transgender Day of Remembrance is, um, it's basically a day where we get to honor our trans brothers and sisters that have been taken away by violence in the country and the world. It's even a bigger list, and we'll spend a whole podcast reading their names. Um, all right, so moving on. So, I got to see Georgia Smith this weekend. If you don't know who Georgia Smith is, look her up. She's a great artist. Uh, She's, like, really good. Like, you're, like, making out with someone or just getting high. Uh, She's fucking beautiful. That's why I started the podcast with one of her songs. Um, Other things that happened. So, I guess I never talked about the How Do We Get Murder winter finale. Um, One word, gagged. Um, If you haven't watched it, Yo. Gag Like, did not see any of this coming. Um... I did not see the... I did never expect this white, dead man to come back. And he's back. Uh, did not see the finale of American Horror Story Apocalypse. Just know, it sucked. I was very disappointed with it. Um... Yeah, I did not like it. I felt like they really compressed everything that should have happened in more episodes into one episode. I needed at least three more episodes. They could have given us three more episodes. Um, and for now on, since these are over, I'm going to start talking about the real houses of Atlanta. Everybody has, like, their shit TV that they watch. Some people watch the... Kardashians, which are trash uh, more than Real Housewives. Some people watch the Real Housewives. Other people watch other things. I watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta. That is my trash TV. I'm ashamed of it but I also love it. Um, I will say it's not the same without Kenya. I don't like this new girl in the group. I don't even know her name. And Eva is letting me down. Eva from America's Next Top Model is now a Real Housewives of Atlanta. Girl, I don't know how I feel about that. But, all right, with that, we're gonna finish my section of how was your week. And we're gonna move on with another section of the question of the week. Um, And this one is actually really interesting. So, you might wanna stay tuned. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 009, and we've reached the section of this podcast where we get to ask the question of the week. Um, With everything that's been going on in the border of the United States uh, with uh, asylum seekers coming from Central America, a lot of people have been asking, why can't it just go back to your country? Just go back to your country. I've heard a lot of people who don't understand what's going on in Central America to go back to their country, or why should the U.S. even give them asylum? And it goes to show of the the miseducation of the people and how we are not aware of the involvement of the United States in Central America over the years and years and years. So the question of the week, this week, I felt it was more than proper to ask this question. It is, why are people fleeing Central America? Why? Why? And so, in order to talk about why people are fleeing Central America, we have to really understand the history of the United States meddling in Latin America and Central America over the years. And so, I had to do a lot of research. I had to be able to really understand, how has this happened? And I realized that we have been involved in Latin America and the restructuring of governments in Central Latin America for the past 200 years, because as a United States you know, we have, we have had that ideal, that the same ideal that uh, people had, the go-left ideal, we have to expand. And we've had that ideal that we have to protect our, uh, our, our country from other countries being just as powerful as we are in the Western Hemisphere. So you have to go, the United States Intervention in Central America goes back more than 200 years, I said. Like I said before, I have to go back all the way to 1823 when James Monroe declared that all Latin America and Central America as a U.S. fear of influence. And this led to the, Doct- the Monroe Doctrine, which is that basically means that the U.S. has the right to intervene militarily across the continents. Um, first, when this happened in 1823, it was a way for the U.S. to say that they could intervene and in- any time that European powers were trying to retake the country, but it evolved over the years and years and years. Because of the Monroe Doctrine is the reason, um, like I said, this has been an excuse for the U.S. to protect the Western Hemisphere over hundreds of years. In 1865, by aiding Benito Juarez in the Mexican Revolution, in Santo Domingo in 1904, Nicaragua in 1911, Haiti in 1915, and in modern time, the Doctrine has been used to aid governments in Latin and Central America for Being overthrown. This is also a big reason for the banana wars that happened, where the U.S. helped corporations take over land in Latin America and Central America and the Caribbean, so they would be able to monopolize, like mon, like monopoly, monopolize, monopolize these. Countries, and so that the, the U.S. would get price cuts. The reason why it was called the banana wars is because all a lot of these like lands were fertile. And so corporations were already there. And were, when people were trying to overthrow these corporations, they were giving the U.S. imports, the U.S. then militarized to protect them. Throughout the 1900s, the U.S. has helped corporations across the different countries with coups, intervention, military backing, as well as money backing. Uh, for example, in Nicaragua, the U.S. occupied the country for 21 years after the Banana Wars to try and continue to help the corporations keep control of certain parts of the country and to help the right is governments who became dictatorships um, from being overthrown. Uh, this gave the birth to the Um, No, this occupation ended when Augusto C. Sandino and his guerrilla made the U.S. leave. He was later murdered for his actions by the U.S.-led National Guard. The person who led the the murder, uh, Sandino, then took over Nicaragua, and his family ruled for 40 years as dictators. And throughout these 40 years, the U.S. continued to help them so that people would not revolt and take over. They were a group who wanted to—then this gave birth to the Sandinistas, who, like I was saying, were a group who wanted to overthrow the government, and which was formed in 1961. In 1979, they were able to take down the Samosa dictatorship, which is the people who the U.S. were backing. This is just one of their examples. And what, something that happened throughout this time was Cuban— uh, the Cubans, like, got their revolution when they went through, like, their civil, um, their civil war, and this made the U.S. nervous, that other countries in Latin America would become superpowers, much like the USSR at the time, and now Cuba, so they made sure that they intervened by helping to defeat any leftist groups trying to revolutionize against governments in Latin America. This fear led to a constant violent intervention of the U.S. in Latin America, in Central America during the 1980s, Where they back vicious governments. These governments then use these tactics that the US has taught them to kill millions, torture millions, and displace thousands of people in their countries. There's a reason why people continue to flee their countries. Uh, For example, in Guatemala, the US backed the militarized government for the duration of the revolution against the leftist groups trying to revolt because they believed this it would spread communism in Guatemala. Uh, This took the lives of over 200,000 Guatemalans, with 98% of them being peaceful indigenous people, because the U.S. believed that these peaceful indigenous people were part of communist groups, and that's why they were... They didn't live in like cities, so they lived in like rural areas. And so they were over they were killed and overtaken by governments and military that the US backed, either with weapons, with money, etc. Over five hundred thousand people were displaced and forty thousand people disappeared because these governments, you know, made them disappear. In nineteen eighty-three, for example, Ronald Reagan invested heavily in supporting the right-wing governments in El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Guatemala. He aided with money, weapons, and death squads. He believed that he Needed to aid the dictators in these Mar- so that these Marxist groups wouldn't take over, and have another Cuba or another Russia at our doorstep trying to overthrow us. Uh, in El Salvador, the twelve-year Civil War caused more than 75,000 lives, and more than half of the population was displaced. All these wars that the U.S. helped become deadlier during the 1980s, more than a million of Central Americans fled to the U.S. between 1980 and 1992, there was a huge migration of Central Americans and Latin Americans coming to the U.S., a huge population of them coming into L.A. or SoCal or, or California. Um, like I said, this, then this led, um, the U.S. gave none of them refugee status or asylum, so they were here undocumented in the United States, having to work multiple jobs to survive, and a lot of times did not have the resources to protect themselves. This is what led to the formation of gangs in the, in L.A. in particular, as a way to find support and survive the communities that they were living in. This formation of gangs then led to them being involved in crimes that then sent them to prison and eventually sent them to being deported to their home countries." Because of a law uh, imposed during the Clinton era, any person with a green card or undocumented that committed any crime was to be deported automatically. And so what happened is that all these gangs and these deportations led to more than 50,000 criminals and gang members during this during the Clinton administration to be then deported to their countries. Countries that had just came back from civil wars, had just came back from restructuring themselves and did not have a strong restructuring or strong, um, I guess, military or strong... uh, Some of them did not have, like, cops or uh, police officers, and so they weren't able to then control the amount of criminals the United States was sending back. The gangs easily reconstituted in these countries and recruited more members, and now they're fighting local governments to take control of these countries. In the process, killing hundreds of innocent people who are not gang members in the countries, in Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Guatemala, all of these countries where these gang members were then sent back. In 2008, even though Obama didn't want to intervene in Honduras in its civil war, then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton sent US back US back coup to Honduras. From 2008 to 2011, the number of murders increased by 50% thanks to the involvement of the US in Honduras, making it one of the most deadliest places to live in the world. Uh, during the Trump administration, now any type of aid for Central American countries has dramatically decreased, while the militarization of these countries continues to happen. This this is what has led to hundreds and hundreds of people coming here from Central America, which are known, quote unquote, in the media by as the caravan, when in reality they are asylum seekers trying to leave. They're deadly and dangerous and violent countries that the U.S. has for years and years aided and caused problems for these countries to be in the place that they are. So to answer freely, why are these people coming? Is because they have no choice. And they will continue to come and they will continue to try and cross borders, the wall, army, etc., whatever we put, because they have no other choice but to come here and survive. So it is our duty to then give them asylum or at least allow them to apply to be asylum seekers. So that's why they continue to come. All right, we're going to go to our next portion of the podcast. So we'll see you there. My I, I'm going to touch the sky, you know, just like Michael Jordan. I believe I can fly. Welcome back to the podcast. This section is our POC or Queer Excellence of the Week. All right, for this time, I'm going to make one exception. I have two people, and I'm going to make one huge exception. that One of them is not a POC, and it's not queer, but this bitch needs to be mentioned. I just need to talk. All right, the first one, though, is a PLC. I want to give part of this award to Hasaman Naj, right? Is that his name? Hassan Naj, who has a brand new... Um, show on Netflix and the show is called Patriot Act and the show is every week he talks about different things that are happening in the country that is affecting us whether he tackled oil he tackled Saudi Arabia and our involvement in Saudi Arabia he has done different things every single uh episode and so i have learned so much about this man or because of this man that i feel so much more smarter i guess you could say or i guess aware of just the country. And even though he's a stand-up comedian and he used to uh, work as a White House correspondent as well as used to work for the Daily Show, now he has his own show. Um, And yeah, so, Hasan Minhaj, uh, Patriot Act, if you have not seen it, you need to see it. So, good shit, Hasan Minhaj. Um, The next person that I want to call out is this bad bitch. Uh, Her name is Ellen Pompeo. Uh, she is not PLC and not queer, but uh, there was a video released, uh, I believe it was last week, that she was talking about uh, just the lack of color in... Um, in the industry. And I literally shit my pants on how accurate she was and how much of a fucking accomplice she is. Uh, if you don't know who Ellen Pompeo is, she's the main character on, on Grey's Anatomy. She's basically Grey. Uh, and so I'm going to play you the forty six second video of what she said so you can gag, too. If you've heard it before, you you regagging. It's been incredible. And there's a ton of women in the room. But I don't see enough color. And I didn't see enough color when I walked in the room today. And uh, I had a meeting with a director of another uh, endorsement project that I'm doing. I said, you know, when I show up on set, I would like to see the crew look like the world that I walk around in every day. And I think it's up to all productions to make sure that your crew looks like the world we see. As Caucasian people, it's our job. It's our task. It's our responsibility to make sure that we speak up in every single room we walk into, that this is not okay, and that we can all do better. It's our job, because we've created the problem. Ooh, girl, she has snapped. I never thought that I would ever give this award to a white woman, but this bitch, though. Uh, I just want to say, girl, you can come to the cookout. You can come to the quinceañera. You can come to the bautizo. You is good, girl. Like, we, mm, mm, you know, yes. Yes, girl. So uh, if you took anything out from this section is go watch um, Patriot Act by Hasan Minhaj on Netflix. And B. Ellen Papel, You are invited to all the PLC festivities. All right, okay, and with that, we're gonna go to our next section of the podcast, which is gonna be kinda of long today. It is today in the country. All right, that song is called "Twerk" by City Girls, is featuring Cardi B, and it's the new song that my friend James showed me this week, and I was like, okay, I'm obsessed. I gotta play this all the time now. Um, All right, so welcome to another segment of Today in the Country. We're going to start with something that has been in the news recently, which is the Mississippi Senate election runoff uh, between Republican Cindy May and Democrat Mike Epsi. And so something that has been going on is that a lot of things have been said in this, um, I guess, runoff. And so something that's really important to know is that Mississippi uh, has being governed by Republicans for decades now. And as a result, Mississippi is 47 in education, number 50 in health care, number 50 in income, number 47 in employment, number 43 in happiness, number 45 in fiscal stability, and number 49 in infrastructure. So, with that being said, they need a change. Uh, I read about these two candidates, and neither of them is great, but I'm sure that Cindy Heights mid is probably worse than Mike Epsi. Uh, the results have been in, and Cindy did win, but one of the things that had happened that gained a lot of controversy was that during an interview, or during a rally, I guess you could say, it was a rally, uh, Cindy Heights made, mentioned that she would attend any public hanging if she was invited. She would be in the front row. Um, she then said, oh, I, this was taken out of context, I'm not racist, but there's been pictures of her uh, taking, uh, she has been taking pictures with like a very... I guess, alt-right people uh, holding Confederate flags. I just want to point out that Mississippi is one of the only states that still has a Confederate flag on their, like, state flag. And uh, a couple of days ago, the day before the election, in front of, I guess, their government building, there were seven nooses, uh, like, found, in, in front of the state capital of Mississippi, and so they were just found. There were seven nooses found, as I guess showing support for Cindy Hyde Smith and the racist ideologies that she has been like spreading throughout Mississippi. Uh, this definitely does not make me want to go to Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi can go fuck themselves I'm gonna go to the very blue sections of Mississippi and even then I'll be very scared um so yeah so I guess moving on uh something that everybody knows it's happening and I have to mention is how the us has closed its borders in Tijuana any other borders south of the border have been closed uh, for the last couple of days as all the asylum seekers have been getting to the borders and trying to find a way to cross. Um, again, it is international law that, in, that anyone that is seeking asylum be giving their due process to be processed whether they can get asylum or not in countries. And so instead... Instead of giving this due process to the people that are seeking asylum at the border, the U.S. government has then closed the borders, militarized the border, um, and has most recently two days ago um, pepper sprayed or I guess not pepper sprayed but tear gassed all the migrants at the border, childrens, mothers, fathers people of all ages that have been at the border were tear gassed. By the way, tear gas it is illegal to use during combat and warfare, but was used to i guess make other migrants leave the border, but they're not going to leave. This is what the the government does not understand, they're not going to leave. They did not walk more than 300,000 miles from their countries. To come here to then go back, it's not gonna happen. They're gonna find a way. They they we have to be compliant in the way that we are betting these people to come in. We need to be smarter. Alexandra ocasio Cortez, she tweeted something, and it said something along um, the word the. Uh, I guess it was some something along the words that said, you know that instead of sending twenty thousand you know, troops to the border, we could have sent 20,000 people to process the asylum seekers. It, but you know what? It makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense um, for this to be happening, for them to send people to, I guess, process their asylum ship, or I forget the other word. I'm thinking of another word. It's asylum and something else. I can't think right now. All right. a Positive news. Um... The JPL and NASA has successfully uh, made the InSight spacecraft land. So InSight is the new spacecraft that uh, NASA sent to Mars to be able to explore Mars to just, so we can get to know more about the planet that's closest to us. Um, And so InSight landed yesterday, and it was a successful landing. NASA has had a total of seven successful landings, I believe, and one unsuccessful. And so now they're just trying to uh, figure out if the communication is going to work um, and if we're going to be able to figure out more about this new planet. So I'm really excited. Um, You know, we'll hopefully find out a lot more about Mars um, with InSight being able to be There. So, yeah. So, with that, we're going to move on to our next section, Hoy en el Mundo. That's Debote Remates by Neo Garcia, Casper Magico, Bad Bunny, Darrell, and Osuna. That is the song of the summer of the year. Like i am dump you. devote like, you know, it's like the, the Spanish thank you, Nets. Um, let's be real. Um, all right, so welcome to O en el Mundo. So Hoy en el Mundo, uh, something I'm gonna talk about mainly is the UN uh reported, uh, does a yearly report on like climate change, and they did a report on climate change that said that we will all die by 2044 um, if we do not change things drastically. Uh, So the world's leading climate scientists have warned there is only a dozen years for global warming to be kept to its maximum, uh, beyond which even half a degree would significantly worsen the risk of drought, floods, extreme heat, and poverty for hundreds and millions of people. The authors of the landmark were By the UN Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change or IPCC, IPCC released on Monday, may urgent say urgent and unprecedented changes are needed to reach the target. Which they say is affordable and feasible, although it lies in the most ambitious and in the Paris Agreement, which the United States is no longer part of. Uh, to pledge to keep temperatures between 1.C and 2C, um, the half degree difference could also prevent corals from being completely eradicated and ease pressure on the Arctic. According to the one. St- one point five c study, which has launched after approval of the final plenary of all hundred ninety five countries in the Ihnan uh, in South Korean and saw delegates hugging one another with some in tears. It's a line in the sand, and what it says to our species is that this is the moment, and we must act now, said Deborah Roberts, who's the co-chair of the working groups on impacts they the largest clay-arm bell from the science community, and I hope it mobilizes people and dents the mood of complacency. Policymakers com- commissioned a report at the Paris Climate Talks in 2016, but since the gap between science and politics has widened, the DJT, which is what I'm going to call him now, D.J.T. has promised to withdraw the U.S. from the largest, biggest source of historical emissions from the accord. In the first round of Brazil's presidential election on of puts Jair Bolsonaro into a strong position to carry out his threat and do the same um, by destroying the Amazon rainforest. Um, so he wants to do the same as Donald as D.J.T. Uh, and. Like take themselves out of the Paris agreement. The world is currently at one sea warmer and then that the levels that we should be. Following devastating hurricanes in the U.S., record droughts in Cape Town, forest fires in the Arctic here in California, the IPCC makes clear that climate change is already happening. Upgraded its risk warning from previous reports and warned that every fraction of additional warning would worsen the impact. Scientists who reviewed the 6,000 works referenced in the report said the change caused by just half a degree came as a revelation. We can see there is a difference in its substantial, Robert said. At 1.5C, the proportion of the global population exposed to water stress could be 50% lower than at 2C, which is where we're headed. Uh, food sc- scarcity would be less of a problem in hundreds of millions of fewer people. Particularly poor countries would be at risk of poverty and death. Um, yeah, just looking at the report, yo, this is scary. Like... This means that it gives us less than twenty two years for us to like and our device if we don't change the way that we are living in our in the world, not just a country. Uh with that being said, something that I saw from um the new Hassan Minaj show is that the US is trying to become the country that uses the most oil and fracks the most oil and drills the most oil. But if we drill all the oil that we have, we're not going to be able to use the oil because we're ultimately going to drill into our own death because it's like the world is going to explode because we're drilling so much into it, into its natural resources. So with that being said, yo, like little things like recycling and stuff need to matter more than ever. If you have to take the bus, take the bus. If you can walk instead of driving, walk instead of driving. Um, Buy an electric car, hybrid, whatever we need to do because if this report says that we have 12 years until a catastrophe happens. So, with that being said, we're going to move on to some lighter news where we get to talk some shit. So, how about we talk some shit, shall we? Let's do it. to play this for this section. We're talking shit, so obviously we're talking about ratas de dos patas because everybody that we're going to be talking on talking shit section is people that are fucking idiots. First off, I want to start this talking shit section with, um, the right wing's Barbie doll, the one and only Tommy Lauren. Tommy, Tommy Lauren. She hates being called Tommy, so I'm gonna call her Tommy. Um, so Tommy Lauren, uh, she obviously is happy that the U.S. is tear-gassing the migrants, she replied to someone that said, you tear gas women and children, ass-wife, and on Thanksgiving weekend, you piece of shit, asshole, motherfucker, evil creature, person, it was, um, at Alyssa Milano, who was tweeting Trump, and then, Tommy, or Tommy, Lauren, replied and said, bum-rushing the border is a choice and has consequences. Watching the USA finally defend our borders was a highlight of my Thanksgiving weekend. You fucking bitch. That's all I'm gonna say. You fucking bitch. Like, you really are taking joy in the U.S. government um, gassing these poor children, these poor people that are here seeking asylum. Like, you're really doing that. Like, for reals, for reals. Like, I cannot stand people. And Tomi Lauren is someone that just loves to be hated. I feel like she adores to be hated and she loves that people talk shit to her. So I'm gonna tell you this, you piece of shit, Tomi Lauren. I hope you never have children because I feel bad for those poor children that are going to have you as a mother. Because you have no sense of decency and no heart at all. So fuck you, Tommy Lauren. The next person I'm going to say fuck you to is... So this happened in Great Britain. So Bailey McLaren is a teenage boy who... A British kid who decided to beat up and throw, um, I guess, put piss on a Syrian refugee who, on a kid at his school ground who had, um, a broken arm. So a bunch of British kids went up to him in Hootersfield, UK, um, and basically attacked this kid, put him in a chokehold, started punching him because he's a Syrian refugee and then threw fucking piss on him. Uh, his Facebook is under Bailey McLaren. So if any of you want to go ahead and, you know, just talk shit to him for doing this. Um, if you would also like to email the school and just tell the school that, you know, this is a hate crime against a student. The email is office.almondburry, dot, dot B-U-R-Y-C-S, at Kirk, K-I-R-Y. K I R K L E E S E D U C A T I O N dot UK. So that's Kirk Lees Education dot UK. Do you want to email them? I'm going to email them myself. Uh, there is an email that somebody wrote that says, Dear office, these. There are video reports that hate crime committed one of your students at your school. The bully attacks, beats, and literally tortures a Syrian refugee teen named Jamal. Jamal is not only smaller but walking away from the bully, but he also has a broken arm. Reports indicate that the bully supports racist and convicted, violent felons like Tommy Rob Robinson. What is your school doing to protect marginalized students? What is alla- why is this allowed to happen? And how will you ensure that this doesn't happen again? I look forward to your response. I'm going to send a similar email. So fuck you, Bailey McLaren. And finally, a big fuck you to uh, D J T, who suggested that because CNN spurs so many fake news, that he is going to start a brand new network, that the U called the U S Channel, where only true will be told. You're a pendejo. You know this is called fucking communism, right? That's what they do in fucking China and Russia. They have like mandatory, like hours where the government controls what people see as if we are not being fed what the government wants us to see already you want a government i guess government ran tv show that only tells people what the government and what the white house wants them to hear so basically more lies you fucking moron. I didn't think I could think you were more of a moron, but hey, you seem to surprise me every day. If you have something that you want to talk shit about that you think that I am missing every week, please let me know on my Instagram at it's just a talk or my Snapchat and Twitter at it's just a talk or send me an email at talk at gmail.com and maybe I'll read your email so we can talk some shit together. How about that? All right, we're going to go into our next segment, La Opinion. Oh, my God, I adore this song. That was La Modelo by Ozuna and Cardi B. And we have reached our next section, our second to the last section of our podcast, episode 009. Oh, my God, next podcast would just be episode 010 or episode 0010. No, because it will be 00. It just be 0010. I need to figure this out. But for this is the last episode that I get to say double-O. Unless I do double-O-10 and add another zero. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But this will definitely be coming out next Monday... Because it'll be my first day of work and hopefully will be, you know, you'll have another episode, episode 010. There you go. Uh, All right, so La Opinion is basically the portion of the podcast where you send me questions and I give you my opinion. These could be questions for me. These could be questions where you need an opinion or just questions in general. Uh, You can send these questions to my Social medias, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at It's Just a Talk, at It Just a Talk, or on my Gmail at Podcast. It's Just a Talk.com. Today we have a couple questions. We're going to finally be able to get a couple questions in as we have not been able to in the past couple episodes because we've been just, you know, talking talking it out talking it out all right the first question says uh i wish this question would have been asked last week when the resident power bottom was here but resident power bottom said um because that was jesse but this person asked tips for someone bottoming for the first time Alright, so tits for semi-bottoming for the first time. Uh, for those of you who don't know, bottoming is basically, I guess, taking dick <laughs> for gay people. Um... And so there's bottoms and tops. Tops are usually people giving, uh, bottoms are people receiving. Some people have never bottomed, and so they wanted to bottom me for the first time. I'm not your resident power bottom. That was Jesse, my old roommate. But I will give you tips that I do. Um, I don't bottom often. I really don't. Um, Usually when I do, like I said last week, is when I'm dating someone. Or if it's just a mood, girl, it's a mood. Um, so my tips are, A, douche. So we definitely have to douche. So we talked about douching on episode 008. I really need you to douche and just be clean. The worst thing for the first time bottoming is that you give a guy a brown dick. Like, do, unless your dick is already brown, you don't want to make a chocolate dick. You do not want to do that. It's embarrassing. Um, you never want to see that person again if you do it. Or that person never wants to see you again if you're one of the people that does it. Uh so I would say definitely clean out well. If you've never bought them, I would say if you know when you're gonna bottom them, I would have a light meals, like a day and a day of. So a uh, Things that are high in fiber, um, salads, not romaine, uh, stick to, I mean, no, do romaine. I guess not now because of the recal, but there's still some salads that are not high in fiber and will make your shit. Crazy. Um, definitely do that. Maybe take some fiber pills. I definitely would recommend uh, Pure for men now that this is an advertisement. They also have Pure for women for women to like cleanse their vaginas. Uh, I would say that's number one. Number two, definitely I would say invest in some really good lube. Um, not Astroglide Glide or, or like um, the wet one, like the cheap one from. CVS or Walgreens do not do that that shit is not gonna work and best on some really good uh either silicon based or uh water-based lubed really good uh preferably go to lubes that are made for anal um yeah there's some lubes that are made for anal and will like um when you use it it kind of like um Kind of like what anesthesia does to your body. It does that to your butthole. Uh, So you look at those. I recommend either Plur, I think it's called, or Uh, is another one called... Oh, my God. I'm blinking out. I will put up the links to these. I'm actually working on a website. For every episode, there will be a tab for the website or links that you can go and see everything that we talked about. on the, um, the episode so the website should be launching in the next couple weeks so I'll keep you handy I'll keep you I guess in the loop about that alright uh, and then I guess my last tip would be definitely involve in, in if this is your first time you're probably going to want to do poppers poppers, again, like we talked about last time, it is a muscle relaxant. And so that would definitely help with your first-time bottoming. I hope that helped. Alright, uh, next question says, would you ever teach again, and why did you leave the classroom? Oh, this is like a personal question. Um, I don't know if I would teach again. I definitely, I don't want to, like, say that I never will teach again. Uh, it's definitely something I enjoyed and that I know that I'm good at. Um, and I know that, like, the, the best impact for students happens in the classroom. Um, so I definitely don't want to say that I'll never teach again. Why did I leave the classroom? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I left the classroom because my school cut my position. So my school cut sixth grade because the school that I was teaching at is, I guess, um... Making, they're facing out the school. There you go. The district is facing out the school. And so sixth grade was cut, and so I was let go. Um, I was going to start teaching at a, um, Charter school, which I've never been too sure if I'm a proponent or against charter schools, I'm not 100% sure. I just want students to get a good education. That's all I want. And so if that means the students go to a charter school to get a good education or they're at a public school, I just want students to get the best education possible. That's what I want. Um, and so I was going to go work at a charter school, and a week before I actually started teaching, the principal tried to pull a fast one on me, and I was originally supposed to teach 8th grade human- eighth grade U.S. History, which I was really excited about. I bought books and everything about like different histories that are not taught in the classroom that I could teach my students. And then she pulled a fast one on me, and she took me away from teaching that. She told me I was going to teach 7th grade math. Uh, If you know me well, you know that I'm horrible at math. Um, And so I had to resign and not teach. Uh, With that being said, I couldn't teach at a, a public school anymore because there's issues with my credential not being cleared. Um... Again, I'm a horrible test taker, and I'm horrible at math, and there's some math tests that I haven't been able to pass for my credential, and so I would have to go to a brand new district that would take me with my fucked up credential and allow me to fix my credential. Um, so I guess I would have to fix my credential first, and then decide that I want to go back to teaching Um in general. But in order to do so, I would have to fix my credential, go back to teaching, clear my credential, teach for at least two years to clear the credential, do this whole thing called BITSA, and pay thousands of dollars for my credential to be cleared. So it sounds like just a headache for me to go back in the classroom. I believe that I'm going to be able to do so much more outside of the classroom, working in policy, working at Lee, helping teachers just become better educators. Um, So I feel like I am helping educational equity in that way. I want to get more involved in, like, the school board and helping that, uh, just because I want to continue to help the students that I was working with in different avenues. So... To answer that question, I'm not sure if I would ever go back in the classroom, to be honest with you. Uh, This next question is an interesting question. Uh, They ask What is gender? What does it mean to be gender binary? What, or I guess gender fluid? Um, And how does gender binary, being gender binary, um, affect sex? I guess in a couple. So, gender binary, according to the dictionary, means, um, also referred as gender binarism, is the classification of sex and gender in two distinct opposite and disconnected forms of masculine and feminine. Gender binary is one general type of gender system. Uh, so there's different ways of identifying this so one of the my favorite things that I used to use was the gender bread person and there's also the gender unicorn uh, I'm gonna look it up Gender unicorn to be able to understand gender in general so there's different faces of gender there's gender identity gender expression uh, sets of sign at birth, physical attraction, and emotionally attracted to. So gender identity can either be female, woman, girl, male, man, boy, or other genders, so gender non-conforming, uh, and so on, or gender not conforming. Uh, gender expression is feminine, masculine, and others. There's people there use their expression in different ways. Sets of sign at birth would be females, male, and then intersets. Then there's physical attraction with each in your heart Um, and that would be that you're attracted to women, men, or all genders or other genders and then who, who you're attracted to and who you fall in love with are separated in this so you're either attracted to women, men or other genders so the way that it explains it in the unicorn is gender identity is the way that you identify yourself within the LGBT community um Gender expression is the way that you dress and you present yourself to the world. Uh, gender assigned at birth is obviously the gender that you were born with. Physically attracted to is people that, I guess, turn you on or get your dick hurt. Um, and emotionally attracted to is people that you can fall in love with. Gender binary mainly means that you fall into a different spectrum. You're not either male or female. And what is this mean? Um, How does this affect sets? I'm not 100% sure how this affects sets. And I would love to maybe have someone who identifies as gender nonconforming come to the show and maybe talk about how this affects sets when it comes to them. Because does that mean that because they don't identify with a gender, does their sexual roles change, and so on. So thank you so much for that question. Uh, It definitely got me thinking. Um, and with that we're gonna move on to let's get this off my mind there's one thing that I been in my mind it's been on all the gays mind and it's Ariana Grande is' not letting the gays breathe uh she has been I guess what's the word I'm thinking teasing all the gays with different pictures of how she is going to um, release the thank you net song the video and a couple days ago actually it was today is oh two days ago or a day ago she actually tweeted a i guess teaser of what the the video is going to be and i'm just going to play the teaser for y'all it's uh, sick. I heard if let me see it's basically a montage kind of like regina george who is regina george from mean girls and i'm just gonna play it and let you hear it one time on twitter i heard ariana was pregnant so i got pregnant so we could be pregnant at the same time turns out it was just a rumor Ariana Grande told me my hair looks sexy pushback She's not wrong. Ariana broke off an engagement, so I found a guy to propose to me, and I broke off an engagement. I heard she's a lesbian now and dating some chick called Aubrey. It's fucking sick. I heard if you record her snoring and play it backwards, it sounds like Fantasia. Ariana says, "Honest to God, knock me out." So I decided to punch myself in the face. It was awesome. And then it just says, coming soon. Ariana Grande, I am living so hard for you right now. Like, I cannot breathe. Like, I literally cannot breathe. Like, I cannot wait for this fucking video to drop. Like, I just cannot. Like, all the gays, gay Twitter is going to explode on this day. I'm just saying. With that, we're gonna go ahead and because I can't breathe, I'm going to just, you know, have us breathing and breathing. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me on episode 009. I hope you enjoy It's Just a Talk. If you have any comments, questions, please let me know. I would love to just hear what you have to say. This episode is a little shorter as I am dead tired and just want to go to bed. But I definitely wanted to give you an episode this week. I really hope you enjoy it. And I will see you next week for episode 10 or 010. Where we'll just be talking more shit and more things and hopefully be talking about Ariana dropping that video. Um, again, you can follow me at It's Just a Talk on Instagram, Twitter, and Instagram. Snapchat, and you can email me at talk at gmail.com. You can now listen to me on Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, and on Stitcher Podcast. I'm working on the Spotify work, and maybe even Google Play. So, maybe, hopefully, you'll be able to hear me on those mediums today. If you're interested in coming in and being one of my guests, please let me know. I'm looking for guests um who would just like to sit in this closet and go back in the closet with me and record another their podcast. So with that, I leave you with Samariana. I love you all. Have a great day and have a great weekend.